Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. I uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm in I'm in a hotel. So you're not gonna you're not gonna experience you you're, you flew over all the bad weather in the Midwest and all and you're gonna miss all the, the the crappy weather we're getting again. I don't I don't need to experience. I know what snow is like. I get it. It's ice this time. Okay, that's even more dangerous. See, that's the type of weather you can't go do donuts in. Right. You got to be very careful then. I uh yeah, I'm 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 in Los Angeles now. It's Super Bowl time. I'm getting excited. All the uh all the you know, signs are up for the Super Bowl and everything is 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 people are excited. People are very so, so excited. So so far, who has more fans that you've seen? Oh, well no one's here yet. I would have to say the Rams, I guess. Like it's okay. fucking where they play. I I don't <laughs> The game is not for what is today. We're recording this on the second. The game's not for like eleven days. If, yeah, if but there's no. I mean, there's no native Los Angeles, right? There have I to mean, be. I've never. I mean, there that. there are, but I'm saying it's a transplant city, so it's very easy that the like like Bengals fans could just pop up out of nowhere, and there could be a whole shit ton of them in L.A. I feel like ultimately. See this. This you bring up a good. You you bring up a good point. Although these, neither of these are the big NFL stories of the day, which we will get to in a moment. <laughs> but you bring up a a good point, which is, all right. Does the team that hasn't been to a Super Bowl in years and years and years have more fan? Like, can they outnumber? Like, normally you would say, no matter what, in the home market, the home team's fans would outnumber any visiting fan base, right? Right. But this is a very apathetic market. This is a and very team, transient fan base here. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention they were in a Super Bowl three years ago. Right. And, you know, against the Patriots. So I don't know. I feel like even though there will be more probably Rams fans in the city of Los Angeles in the end, I think there will be a higher level of passion from the Cincinnati fan base. I but, think you're right. Let me say, do we know how either one of these teams got hired their coaches? Because <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, Ryan. I haven't done a deep dive yet on on this story. I was because uh, I've been I've been pretty busy today. I've had a lot going on, but I had I saw at one point when I did get to stop, and they were talking about it on TV, and and I turned it up. For the reading of the Bill Belichick transcript, yeah, and that was incredibly fucking awkward. So, so let's let's take it back a second. What we're talking about is former Miami Dolphins head coach and Patriots defensive coordinator Brian Flores has sued the NFL. In a nutshell, alleging that it's a racist organization that has multiple racist tendencies and will not. Um, and, you know, their hiring practices are all fucked up, especially for coaches. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was a very interesting flight for me yesterday because when I took off from New York, it was Tom Brady officially retired. And by the time I landed, it was this league is fucking racist. I was, I was just like, <laughs> what happened? Because I, I had my phone off, so I didn't even know. The number one trending ch- topic went from Tom Brady to Brian Flores to the point where I couldn't even find Tom Brady in the trending topics. Wow. Well, because Tom, like, Tom prematurely retired yeah well that was due to the news story breaking where, where you want to start you want to start with the tom brady retirement or you want to talk about brian flores because i have a lot of thoughts I, on both I, I i mean i guess i'm not sure what kind of lots of thoughts there can be on tom brady congratulations on a great career i, I i'm standing beside my prediction that netflix is going to throw him a half a billion dollars for him to produce content and um like Congrats. Like, but I, I don't know what else there is to talk about there. There's so much on the Brian Flores. Okay, here's what there is to talk about. I am one of those people that the fact that he didn't call out New England at all in his Instagram post about his retirement. No mention of them. No mention of the Patriots. No mention of Robert Kraft. No mention of Bill Belichick. No mention of the New England fans. Now, okay. I know that there's counter arguments to this, like, Oh, well, Man in the Arena was basically like a nine-part series on New England. He he said his goodbye two years ago when he went to Tampa. Sure, 
But still, Jesus Christ. And then the other argument is, well, maybe he didn't call out New England because, you know, if New England had wanted to be part of the Tom Brady retirement tour, they had an opportunity to do it when they could have signed him. Right. I understand that. But the fan base didn't make these choices. The fan base didn't do it. And I know that it sounds whiny, like, oh, what about us, Tom? And I, I, like, I don't know how to feel. Like, I, I originally, I initially was shocked by it. Then I wasn't annoyed. Then I thought about it longer and got annoyed again. Do you have the transcript of it? Of his nine-page retirement oh, it's note? nine pages. It's so not how nine much? pages. Oh. It's nine screens in Instagram, actually. All right. How, how much... Because I, I I haven't read it. I just heard he retired. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Tom Brady retired. How much did he talk about the Bucks? Okay, let me just read this to you. How about that? Yeah. We'll do that. Mr. There's nothing to talk about with Tom Brady retiring. I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that allows that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success. Jesus Christ. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is a this is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. I've done a lot of uh, reflecting this past week and have asked myself difficult questions, and I am so proud of what we have achieved. My teammates, coaches, fellow competitors, and fans deserve 100% of me, but right now it's best I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. To my Bucks teammates the past two years, I love you guys, and I've loved going to battle with you. You've dug so deep to challenge yourself, and it inspired me to wake up every day and give you my best. I'm always here for you guys and want to see you continue to push yourselves to be your best. I couldn't be happier with what we accomplished together. To all the Bucks fans, thank you. I didn't know what to expect when I arrived here, but your support and embrace have enriched my life and that of my family. I have been honored to play for such a passionate and fun fan base. What a crew. To the city of Tampa Bay and the entire Tampa-St. Petersburg region. Thank you, St. Petersburg region. Thank you. It has been wonderful to be a resident of such a fun place to live. I want to be invited to our next boat parade. To the Glazer family, thank you for taking a chance on me and supporting me. I know I was demanding at times, but you provided everything we needed to win, and your ownership was everything a player could ask for. To Jason Lick, thank you for your daily support. He's the GM. And friendship, GM, okay. I will never forget it. I had been through, I had never been through free agency, and I had some trepidation about how we could achieve success. Your leadership gave me confidence, and I will always be grateful. To my head coach, Bruce Arians, thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> Your firm leadership and guidance were ideal. There is no way we could have had success without your expecta- experience, and, uh, intuition, and wisdom. I am very grateful. To all the Bucks coaches, my sincere thanks for all the hard work, dedication, discipline that goes into creating a winning team. I have learned so much from all of you and will value the relationships we have. To every single Bucks staffer and employee, thank you. Each of you is critically important and I was greeted with a smile every day. That means so much to me. Your work is made up of long hours and hard tasks, but please know I, I see each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Then he thanks Alex Guerrero, his trainer, his agents, okay. uh-huh. his parents, his yeah. wife. And that's it. And then he, he, then he, at the end, ends it by the future is exciting. I'm fortunate to have co-founded incredible, com- co-founded incredible companies like at Autograph.io, at Brady Band, at TB12 <laughs> Sports, and I'm excited to continue to work. Blah blah blah. It's like I mean, Jesus Christ, he stopped short of being like <laughs> Meredith, who sells hot dogs on game day. Yeah. Thank you. I wouldn't eat a hot dog. You all know my diet, but I appreciate you. Walter at Gate C5. You took tickets like nobody else. I mean, fuck. Right? So I don't know exactly who you are in this broken family, but this feels like a broken family scenario to me. And and hear me out a little bit. Um, new dad loves his new kids? Yep. Oh. Yep. New dad, new dad found a hot wife, died, and gave all his money to the hot wife and didn't even mention his kids. Yep. And I can't figure out if you're the ex-wife or if you're one of the children. No, we're de- as a fan, you're definitely one of the children. <laughs> so, so Robert Kraft is the ex-wife. Yeah, Belichick and yeah. Kraft are the are the ex-wives. But just, 
just <laughs> and look, I understand. I understand. I bet by you know by the time Tom Brady goes into Canton, it'll be fine. And I also understand that he's retiring from the Buccaneers. Like he didn't. He didn't, right. Yeah, he's they, walking he's away. Not, fucking the Patriots out of not having a great quarterback next season. Right. It's the Buccaneers. And I, and I understand Correct. that they're a part of this and you need to show their fan base some love. Yeah, but that's, that's who you're retiring from. I mean, no mention, I mean, maybe something generic like, and in fans that have supported me my whole career, at least there was nothing like that. Yeah, wild, I, right? I, I mean, there kind of was at the beginning, kind of, a little bit, but you had to stretch to find it. But but let's be clear, Tom Brady didn't just pop this into his notes app. You know, this was... Do you think Tom Brady actually wrote it? Uh, maybe? I don't know. Who's to say? I, 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 I just... What I'm saying is he didn't he didn't just, you know, draft this once, send it out, and be like, oh shit, forgot New England. This Oops. was calculated. Very calculated. You you think he he intentionally left them out? Of course. How else? If you were think about this, think think here here's the thing. Rich Davis used to be on the morning mashup with you, right? Yes, yes. If you were like, listen, the history of the morning mashup. If you were giving a speech about the history of the morning mashup and you didn't involve Rich in it, that would be a conscious choice. You didn't. But he wasn't the- giving. He wasn't giving the history of his career. If you, you know, if 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 the people in Canton do that, I'm with you. But By he was the way, retiring. this brings up a point. If you're ever inducted into anything now, and you only talk about like a Hall of Fame or something, and you only talk about your colleagues on the morning mashup and stuff, and don't act like this is a real show, I'm gonna be livid. Will you? Will you, how about this? Will you come to my in, uh, induction ceremony? That's not happening, is it? I don't want to go to that fucking banquet. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> We've covered that this week. But, I mean, there could be another Hall of Fame okay. somewhere. If you got inducted into the College Radio Station Hall of Fame, I would come to the induction. But you would have to thank me in the speech. I think that would be fair. What if I got inducted into the, like, Titusville Hall of Fame? No. no that's all you. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Here's what I imagine the 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 Titusville Hall of Fame would be. There'd be some VFW hall, right? There'd Probably, be a bunch yeah. of tables with paper tablecloths. We'd all drink Bud Heavy from a cooler that we just grabbed no, it on the way in. No, come on, man. Oh, Yingling? It's, it's, no, no, wrong side of Pennsylvania. It's either Genesee or probably Genesee. People still drink. Do people still make Genesee? They still make Genesee? I haven't seen that yeah. in forever. Yeah. Anyway. That's where they drink it is Titusville. Yeah. So we'd have that. And then you'd get up there, and then they'd, like, ceremonially, like, murder a raccoon in front of everyone or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, probably. You know, a sacrifice. It would be very disturbing. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I have no desire to do that. All right, fair. I'll uh, mention you anyway, though. But, but no mention of New England in this thing. <sighs> yeah, I, it goes I, – I, listen, I, I think I, it goes both ways. I don't think he's obligated to mention New England. I can understand fans getting upset saying, hey. What about us? But at the same time, it does totally come off as the oh my god, dad has a hot wife and didn't leave us any money. I mean, don't yeah, don't get me wrong. It feels ridiculous to be like, hey Tommy, like you're tugging at his you know shirt bottom, like hey. But but also, and look, he did say, do a goodbye two years ago. I'm sure that the yeah. relationship with the Patriots will eventually be repaired. But geez, this was I, I, this really, and I've been you know I've read two books on the Patriots. I've read. The, the Dynasty, we, we had the author on uh, the show last right. year. I've also read um, the, the It's Better to Be Feared, I'm reading now, which is another book about the Patriots Dynasty. And it's like, I know that things didn't exactly end fantastic, but to not even mention them, oh. People move right. on. And I guess, but not everyone, you know, like that, it's, it's, it's getting broken up with. Your ex moves on, you haven't. I mean, do you think they even text anymore, which is my segue into this other story? <laughs> Probably not. So Brian Flores, Flores, back to him. Someone should take away uh, someone's texting. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. So basically Flores has, has he has made himself coaching Kaepernick, basically, is the chance he is taking. Okay. 
He has sued the NFL while he is still very much... I mean, granted, right now he's technically not involved with the NFL. He doesn't have a job right now. But literally last season he was a head coach in the league and one that I believe had a, a winning record, I think. I forget what the Dolphins' final record was last year. Let me look that up because I... He, I'll, he's a great coach. go ahead coach. and I'll look it up. So, yeah. Yeah, well, the Dolphins were 9-8 and eight this season. So they had a winning record last year. He's no, the, the bottom line is, if you don't follow football, he's not a fucking nobody, and he's also not a shitty coach. Uh, lifetime uh, head coach, his overall, he's 24 and 25. Yes, but also, when he took over the team, they're ridiculously shitty. He's had two straight yeah, winning absolutely. seasons. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making a comment one way or the other. I'm just saying, lifetime in the NFL, he's coached. Um, what total number of games here? Oh God, you're going to make me add them up. Whatever his winning percentage is, four ninety. Yeah. Oh, that would be forty nine games. And yes, twenty four and twenty five. So here are the three. Th- the, the The lawsuit's very long, but there there are, here are the things you need to take away from it. If you're unfamiliar with the NFL, and we've talked about this, we talked about this recently actually when we were talking about the Yankees in in baseball hiring a female manager. In the NFL, there's a right. thing called the Rooney Rule, which I believe is named after Art Rooney, and it's that you need to, who's who you know tried to do things Steelers. to diversify the game owns the Steelers. Yes, he he. Uh, it's basically you need to uh, at least interview a minority candidate for uh, head coaching openings. I, I don't know if it's all coaching openings, but I know it's at least head coaching openings. And what Flores says happens is in many times, he's basically been brought in as almost like a, ru- like a rubber stamp, like, hey, we yep. talked to a black guy. Yep. And then we still made the hire we wanted to anyway. And, and we made it look serious because it's a guy who's a coach. Well, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't, I mean, I guess theoretically with the rule, you could just interview any African-American male off the street, but the idea is that you do pick a coach so that it looks like, you know, he might be qualified. Jesus. Yeah, but I guess there's, there's because he, listen, I don't, listen, no no one's just being like, hey, random black dude, do you want to interview? And we've satisfied the Rooney rule, even though they technically have. No, but I'm saying that that because he is a very serious candidate, if he's chasing red herrings where they're not taking him seriously, that hurts his career. Yes. So, but, so apparently he claims that three years ago, the Broncos interviewed him and he claims that they showed up uh, an hour late and hung over and made him wait around and then just hired whoever they wanted to, which I believe was Vic Fangio at that point, the next day. Uh-huh. Also, he claims that this year, um, and he, it will, and what actually might be the biggest claim of this thing, let's take the racism away for a second, right? The other thing he claimed is that when he was hired for the Dolphins, owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per game lost so they could get a better draft pick. That, which season was that? That is fucked up. That is uh, three years ago. That would have been the first season he was there. Okay. The, because the Joe Burrow was going to be the draft pick, the number one pick the next year. Uh-huh. So that's bad for a lot of reasons, especially as we get into legalized gambling and stuff and how that it can impact things like that. The third thing, the third big thing, is this text from Bill Belichick. Now, before this becomes a fuck Bill Belichick thing, I think he's sort of just caught in the crosshairs right now for inadvertently being an old guy with a phone. What happened is Brian Flores was to interview with the Giants. He I'll, had I'll, n- I'll I'll just say I think I think you that's I think that's the mild end of it before you read it. I would say that Bill Belichick has an all access pass to the smoky room in the back. What the fuck are you talking? I don't even know what that means. Well, where all the decisions are made. Not for other franchises. I'm just saying he has an all-access pass to the. I I think I go ahead. Well, I just don't know how this how any of this can be Bill Belichick's fault. No, I'm not saying it's his fault, but I'm saying that he's part of the 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 club of head coach. What is he supposed to do? Just just go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I I fire myself so that <laughs> what so Bill Belichick the 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 Giants hired uh, Brian Dayball. Right as their head coach, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But who, mm-hmm. by the way, for weeks I've been calling Deball in my head. I think it's Dayball though. 
<laughs> I just was like, I, I, I like the ball better. The ball. The ball. The ball. The ball. Uh, so, but before Flores interviewed Belichick, let me find the exact text because you gotta, you gotta. It's underst- awkward. Oh, it's hilariously awkward. All right, let me find this. I sent it to so many people last night that you would think I'd be able to find it quicker. It should be right there. You would think. Oh goddamn. <laughs> Here it is. Now now you're the old guy with the phone. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, sounds like you have landed. Congrats is the text from Bill Belichick to uh, Brian Flores. Yeah. And then Flores goes, did you hear something I didn't hear? And Belichick goes, Giants? Uh, Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And then Brian Flores goes, I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot on it. I, I think I have a shot at it. <laughs> Belichick goes, got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. That's definitely what I want, he, Brian Flores responds. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. And then a little bit later, he goes, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Just making sure. And then fucking Belichick goes, this is bad. Sorry. Yep. I fucked this up. I double checked <laughs> and I misread the text. I think they're oh. naming Dayball. I'm sorry oh. about that. BB. Oh. He signs that text. BB. <laughs> and then Flores just goes, "Thanks, Bill." Now, I we've all texted the wrong person. All done it. All done it. This is a very bad time to do it because oh, yeah. also and and for those of you who may be like, what's going on? What's the issue here? The issue is that they already picked the white guy they were going to hire. They knew they were going to hire the white guy. And they didn't... They still were going to bring Brian Flores in to do this fucking dog and pony show interview. And then just, it didn't matter what he did. And that's so, not in the spirit of the Rooney rule. I I... Very much understand and side with with Flores on this. Well, that's um, not surprising by the everything we've ever talked about. <laughs> but no, dude, this is how it works in in radio and records. It's the same thing. This is how There's, it works everywhere. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but now, it's, now, it's, now, hold on. I'm not it, saying it's always race based. Not always. I, I'm saying more. It's like yeah, it, everyone knows from working in corporate America, jobs go up. And then it, somebody's like, oh, I have somebody that would be perfect for that. And people are like, oh, we've already identified a candidate. But the way the world works now, you still have to you know, interview a bunch of people. It's, it's corporate America. But also there, there is a, an element of the entire world already knows who's going to get it before the person does. And, and there's a rumor, there's a behind-the-scenes rumor mill that sort of uh, is a lot of confirmation bias and, like, you know, what you already know. Yeah. And, and – it's not i mean it's pretty much people picking their friends mhm and 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 yeah it's it's not cool when you're just bringing someone in to check off a box when you're not actually taking them seriously when you actually don't look at anybody so what this alleges though is that this is a a, a cycle of of things that happen to african american coaches in the league where they're yeah. brought in for these interviews. Now, here's the thing, though. And we've talked about the Rooney Rule in the past where I've said, I don't understand the Rooney Rule. I mean, like on, a, I, like, on a basic level, I get the point of the Rooney Rule, right? I know why it needs to be, something like it needs to be in place because they need to diversify the coaching ranks. It's crazy in a league where, I don't know the percentage, but, you know, just using my eyes, a far greater percentage of the fucking employees and players are black than the, the men leading them. Well, as far, right, right, wasn't there, Mike Tomlin was the only... Yeah, I think, he's, I think he, he is right now, actually. I think, I think the, the Bears' new head coach. Um, no, not the Bears. Uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, I believe, is the only African-American coach right now. Right. But wh- where I'm going with this is the idea, it's, it's kind of the NFL made a process right now and then created a problem for itself by basically saying, hey, we're going to have this rule, which like, yes, you want stuff like that, right? But let's just talk about it 
let's not go into the, the, the race aspect for one second, right? There would have just been like, oh, they didn't hire Brian Flores, and everyone would have been like, oh, whatever. But they made a rule where you have to fucking interview an African-American coach or, or um, a minority candidate. So then to have a team blatantly bypass that rule or blatantly, you know, fuck up that rule by clearly identifying the candidate and telling other people beforehand, then yeah. what do you do? Like, it's like their own policy has been broken. And that's what, like, it's like they created this problem for themselves. And the Rooney rule on a whole is is kind of, I don't know what the correct thing is. I don't know if the Rooney rule is what you need. You need to hire more minority candidates, but I don't know if... Uh, saying, oh, you have to talk to a, a certain number of minority candidates is the way to do it. Like, I don't know what the good solution is. Well, I, 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 listen, part of the problem is every time something like this comes up, there's going to be the other side of the camp that says this isn't racism. Stop it. Stop Stop pulling the race card all the time. Stop always crying racism. Like, this, like this, this, that's not what this is. And, and on some level, Ryan, just to, to – because I do think – I know that you, you have very – uh, specific views on these things, and and as do I, but I don't want to play the contrarian here, right? Where I'm no. like, this has nothing to do with race, but I do want to say that I when a when a person who doesn't have um, bias towards another race says, well, maybe he wasn't the best candidate. I do understand that because it's. I don't think it's coming from a place of racism. I think it's coming from a place of oh well, that's good that you're enlightened enough to to see that. If you want to, if you want to look at all these individual places, it, it might be hard unless there's blatant racism, and you know, to, to to point it out. But the thing is, is it's a systemic overall type of thing. Just like you said, look around; it's very clear that yeah. if that that the only people allowed to be in charge of the NFL are white men. Mm-hmm. That that's it. And so when things like this get called up and everyone's like, nah, this isn't racism. This isn't. It's like, are you looking around? There's obviously a fucking problem. Like, did he hit the nail on the head perfectly? No, because it's a it's a water willy that you can't actually grasp and it moves all over the place. But there's clearly a problem. And 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 like put, pushing back and saying, well, it's, in this case, it isn't it. It's just going to continue the problem. And, and, and that's why, like, and, and I, like, it absolutely happens. It, people don't take it seriously. They hire their friends. They, they just, you know, interview people in, for show. See, it, it's also such an odd thing because Flores was a head coach. Even though he, he, he had a winning record the past few years, there was a lot of turnover behind the scenes. And, and they say maybe that's the sign of, you know— couldn't get along with people or something like that. And then you look at somebody like Brian Dayball and you look at Nathaniel Hackett, who was hired as the coach of the Denver Broncos, both Caucasian guys. Yeah. If you look, if, if it's an offensive-based league, based on what those two guys have done, they deserve head coaching jobs. However, if it's an offensive-based league, how do you not hire Eric Bieniemy? who's the OC of the Kansas City Chiefs and is African-American. Yeah. So that's where this is. It's, it's just so, as you, I think, what did you say? It's like a, a wet willy? What did you say? A water willy. It's you never like a, had a water willy like uh, when you were a kid? It's like the, the water inside like a tube and you'd squeeze it and it'd slip out your hand? No, I, I get it. Yeah, no, I have used one of those. It's, but that's a very good way to put it because... The way, like, I, I, it's tough to, to really rein in because you're, you're like, what, it's, what? it's hard to find individual examples. There's not, so, you know, like, you don't. Because it's like, there's you, only 32 of these jobs in the world, you know? It's like, it's not like, but well, still. People are careful. They know not to do the, everyone knows not to do the blatant things. And like, you people know not to say the quiet parts out loud. Exactly. So it's really hard to catch them doing it in the act. But if you look around, it's very clear there's a problem. And, and you also clearly can't be like, okay, eight coaches in the league have to be black. Because what would happen, it would be like, wait, wait the Jaguars hired their coach. So I guess due to the numbers, now we, the Patriots, have to hire an African-American coach. Like, it would be too fucking weird. You know, like, but, it but my thing is, like, after John Gruden this season... And everyone's really questioning this. Like the biggest thing out of John Gruden is like, uh, we want to read the rest of this t- shit. 
Dude, but like, like because because it was it was clearly knee deep in racism. What's wild is as bad as the racism part of this is, right? The biggest thing might be the well, I'll pay you more if you lose games. Cause that throws off the competitive balance of the entire fucking enterprise. Well, we already knew that there was a, a bounty system for injuries, right? Well, that was that was back, and they were punished. I mean, this type of shit, the type of the type of shit where you 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 were actively losing games or trying to, and the whole thing was apparently Flores didn't lose enough, and that pissed off the owner, and that's what soured their relationship because they got the fifth pick in the draft, not the first. Oh wow. Was, you know, you can't you can't just be more or less you can't have it out there that one team was considering throwing games, especially in football. Now, in other leagues, in baseball and basketball, it's clear that certain teams are built to suck, right? But due to the nature of the physicality of football, you can't really do that because there's there's no meaningless football games. Your fucking guys are getting killed out there. Well, but also, too, you've got to understand that being on the moral side of the coin, the coin, in a position like this, you're just going to get tossed aside. Like, there's no, there's no authority for him to do anything. Like, if if he had, who's God calling? Damn, me? Why, who why can't you just put it on silent? It's so I easy. They're, they made a fucking because button. then I put it on silent and I leave it on the counter, and you send me a text, and you're like, why the fuck won't you answer me? Do I say why, why, why? Have I ever done that? You don't, but other people do. Well, just remember that I put my phone on silent when we do the show. Then I remember to take it off. It's like a thing I do, much like turning on the microphone. It's all part of the fucking process. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Now I, I totally was distracted. I, I don't know. God damn it. I don't know. Oh, well. But was with, a good point. Do you think Brian Flores will coach again in the NFL? Uh, No. I think if the NFL has shown anything that if you cry racism, they'll never look at you again. See Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, like I'd want to say like, oh, well, that would be impossible. That would be so obvious if he never coached again. Oh, no, they don't give a shit. But then then it's like, yeah, Kaepernick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember when we were all like, wow, some of these other guys suck. And they were like, yeah, we know Kaepernick's probably better than them. But no. And and, and you want to talk about terrible optics. Literally yesterday as this story is breaking – Patrick Graham, who's the African-American defensive coordinator for the New York Giants and is well-respected, had like an eight- or nine-hour interview with the Minnesota Vikings, right? And they, the Vikings tweeted out, like, we've wrapped up our interview, blah, blah, blah. And some NFL reporters were like, he's got a real chance to get this job. And then fucking it's reported, Jim Harbaugh is flying from Michigan and he's expected to be the, giant, the Vikings' new head coach. Yeah. And yep. it's like, Jesus, yep. the optics on that are so bad. But the thing is, and, and, and there's part of me that, like, in some ways, NFL teams are, like, there's got to be somebody at, the, at when, you're, when you're talking a, a Belichick, mm. when you're talking a Mike Tomlin, when you're talking a, a, maybe even an Andy Reid has been in Kansas City long enough, right? Mm. When there's somebody who's been in a position for a long time, the the organization kind of I could feel moves around them, but if you're firing coaches every two seasons, NFL teams are too much of a like a slow moving iceberg, like a big ship, and I don't think that that any coach can make an impact in two seasons or three seasons. Meaning, like to like, win enough games? Like, are you talking about like a or, social or, impact or or to make the roster better? A cultural impact of the team, a cultural impact of the team to be able to go in there and really put their stamp on it and say, I built this and here's, here's like, you can't, I don't think you can do it. And, and maybe you can fuck it up in that period of time. You can be so incompetent that like, Oh, you're not you even certainly can one. fuck it up in that time. But, but I don't like it, like someone like him who was, has basically an even record and an improving record over three seasons. Like I, I, I don't think you can make, put that. Mo- it's not enough time. Oh no! It it's was just not enough time. It was. It was certainly a surprise firing. That's why he was a strong coach this cycle. They thought he was going to get a job, and for all we know, he still could. There's still teams with openings. 
but it, but, it's, it's but I guess I guess more of what I was trying to say is that I wonder sometimes how much these head coaches because there is such high turnover does it really fucking matter oh I think like it, I think it totally I, I mean matters. It, it matters but there's a group there's a group of people right that know how to do the job yeah there's probably let's say a hundred of them out in the world mm-hmm Right. And and at that point, does it matter which of those hundred you pick? Because it's it's a fucking crapshoot. Oh, I think it definitely does. I mean, like ultimately, you know, obviously players are on the field. They're the ones playing the games. But it schemes and all that, especially now, I would say that I think and maybe this is just my bias of which sports I enjoy shows. But I would think a football coach has a lot more to do with winning games than a baseball manager. I would think. You know, certain sports it matters more. But if you look at football, take Mike McCarthy for example. Yes. He's terrible at clock management. He's very <laughs> bad at it. Right. So just there alone, now he's obviously a good coach. He did well with the Packers. He won a Super Bowl. But there are people who are better at that. You can win in spite of shortcomings. So I think who you have, it definitely matters. Yeah, but I guess if you're if you if you're just gonna fire him in two years, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but. You you hope not to. It's more that you get the. I think it's more a product of well, let's get the fan base fired up about a new thing. Right. No, it's the same. It's the same. And ultimately, you try to make money. That there's the difference between you know, especially people who will want to hire somebody and expect the big splash right away and grab people and listeners and things like that, as compared to not not a lot of places have the patience to hire someone and let them build a show and let them build an audience over time. They want they want the 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 TikTok post tomorrow that's going to go viral and turn them into the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Did but you those, buy any? Those people don't last very long. Did you buy any Washington Commanders gear yet? I've not. I haven't seen it. Hold on. Let me go look at some. Uh, let me go look at some logos. Can I? Can I ask a uh, uh, an un, a question about this this coaching search that would kind of factor in with me as a as a general manager? Brian sure. Flores, of course, was more qualified than Brian Dable. As far as experience and everything. Mm-hmm. But, and I think this goes in a lot of, uh, you know, work situations. And I think this argument would work both ways, to be quite honest, as far as, as race relations go. But don't you sometimes want to try the unproven thing? You knew what Brian Flores did. You had three seasons of evidence. What are you trying to say? That you, that, 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 that you, wanna, that, that you know that you think... If you're looking at Flores, you'll get a 500 record, and Dayball might be above a 500. Is Maybe, that what you're but what I'm saying is, if the argument is only, well, he's more qualified, it's like, well, then they should not have interviews for literally any coaching job. They should just right. take the longest tenured coaches every year and reshuffle them if it's just right. experience based. Yeah, that's why people don't just look at resumes and pick them and say that one. That's why you do interviews. Exactly. So, but but I want to be clear. <laughs> I think that also works the other way. You know, like if there was a a uh, African-American offensive coordinator that was, you know, had some new ideas, maybe that person would make a better head coach than hiring, you know, uh, David Culley again or or, um, or uh, Doug Peterson. You know what I'm saying? Like Doug Peterson's a much better example in that in that example. But the the so that's the one thing I have seen out there that it's like, oh, Brian Flores was way more qualified. Well, of course he was. He'd already been a coach for three years. How does anyone get more, you know, experience besides and, getting and, the and job? My point is you can look at all these specific examples and drill down and say you should have done this one instead you should have done this one. Or da, 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 da. But it, just look around, and it's very clear that he's right. Oh, yeah, like, he, and like he did just, a super and, and, brave and, thing. And it's not just in the NFL; it's in the entire world. Like, I, it just whenever anyone says, "Well, that's not racist," I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, yes, it is. I don't. I, I don't even need to like these days. I don't even need to know what the fucking situation was. I can just be like, "Yeah, it probably was." I don't just even know around. what he's asking for in the suit. I think it's just like they're they. He wants them to change the process. It's it's unspecified economic and punitive damages, as well as injunctive relief. That's what it is. I don't know what you can do. And I don't even know how you would change the process. Because like you said, more rules in this in this case probably will make it worse. I mean, if they follow them, it'd be great. 
but it seems like they had this one rule, which, let's be honest, was super fucking easy to follow, and they couldn't even do that. Now, I've heard, you know, it's been... What about a what about a league? What about a whole and and, and, and a, a whole league penalty? Well, they did actually do something recently where they incentivized uh, you got more draft picks or something if you hired African American candidates. Like they tried. I, I'm not going to say they didn't try. Also, Ryan, do you think this well, no, would have been? They wrote end racism in the end zones. We talked <laughs> about this. They wrote it. I thought that was going to be enough. Should have been fine. I think I think what Flores did was very brave. I, I I'm curious to see what happens. I think it's also uh, it's very interesting how even with um, people I consider to be like pretty um, progressive, they don't really see this as a major problem. And I'll admit I'm sometimes slow to come around to certain things, as Ryan has been, you know, quick to criticize me on. Sorry. But no, no, no. It's You're not wrong. It's just like somebody said to me, though, the Rooney rule's weird because it's like, oh, if you want to marry your wife, first you got to go on a date with an African-American woman. And it's like, well, I don't – that's not quite not right. The, right. It's not the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? I get the and, – and there's a lot of people saying things like that, though. So I'm curious, Ryan Sampson, what is your – response if somebody were to say something like that to you in this case i mean like i of course it's not the same thing that's and and you should date as many people um as you can before you get married i think that's good advice but um (laughs) you're still working on that right yeah (laughs) so date as many people as you can before you get married um I don't like quotas any more than the next guy does. They're, 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 I don't think you know. I don't think that that's the solution. But I think that there does have to be some level of shaming here, and that you do have to you know you really do have to point it out. And 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 the the only way you're going to be in charge in the NFL is if you're a white man. No women are allowed. No black people are allowed. Like that's just the way it is right now. And until the NFL comes right out and says that. You know, I don't know that there's going to be a policy that you can put in place that's ever going to change it. You have to change the way people think. You have to change when people say, no, this isn't racism, you know, and just want to reject the whole thing because they don't think that this particular thing hits their criteria for racism. So therefore, they dismiss any thought that there could be a problem. That's what you have to change. You have to when people do that shit, you have to stop them. Well said. I, uh, I, I actually, I, I like throwing to you on those things because you're often quicker at verbalizing things that I'm like trying to get to. There's no easy way to fix this, obviously. And I I would say that as a football fan, I liked Brian Flores as a coach. And if he wanted to come back and coach in New England again, I would fucking love if he was the guy that was going to take over for Belichick. I would love it. Do, is Belichick retired? <laughs> is this going to force Belichick's quicker retirement? No, I don't think so. But like, I, I, I do, it's. I mean, just think about how many the, the text messages, the racist text messages that have ruined coaches this year. Yeah, but but Belichick first, Belichick didn't do anything wrong here. No, but he's 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 now got the stink on him. A little bit. He's more got like, like basically he heard that they were going to hire Dayball. It, it's he had nothing to do with that. And then I agree. They they were he just texted the wrong Brian. I don't know if he doesn't have last names in his phone or what. <laughs> he's a fucking seventy year old guy. I, I don't know. Just uh, there's clearly a problem, and 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 like I don't think anyone's going to do anything to fix it at all. Uh, I hope this forces them to. I don't know. I hope it does too. I mean, like it's slow change, and you get it, you know, over time. But I don't think that this is, you know, uh, there's still so many people that that want to reject it. Can I talk about? I think I think we've talked. I I don't want to make this show all this depressing topic today. Can I talk about a major issue I'm having? Yes. And I'm curious if this, I think I know what you're going to bring up. And we once had a medical professional um, as a guest on, and I'm wondering if it's related. It's not related to that. It's not related to hair loss. So as we've covered, I am in Los Angeles. I have um, some events next week. There's a big concert with John Mayer, Sirius XM is putting on, who, you know, happens to be my favorite musician of all time. I'm actually going to be doing some, and, and the great thing is, you guys are going to be able to see that show 
should you want to, on live.pandora.com on February 12th, okay? Okay. And what's great about that is I'll be kind of a correspondent doing a little bit of hosting in that broadcast. Oh, Yes, so I have some on-camera stuff to be like, hey, you know, welcome. Like you'll be like, oh my god, that's Mark from the from this is happening. So today, I'm shaving my beard. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna film this because I want you. I'm gonna send this to you. I'm shaving my beard, and all of a sudden, I go up a little too high on one part, and now I feel like I got a fucking problem. One side's pretty much fine. This other side. I have a large chunk of hair taken oh. out of the side of my head when it happens to be the week that I need to be on camera. <laughs> and where, where exactly? Uh, I just, like, I, like just sideburns? It, I just sent it to you. You're going to be oh, able to boy, see it. Let me see. It's very fucked. And I'm annoyed because I specifically got a haircut before I went to L.A. I was like, all right, we'll look good. It'll be fine. It's, it's still sunny. It's going to take a minute because I was filming that whole time I was talking. But I said, I look good. This won't be a problem. And then today I'm trimming my beard and I go, oh, my God. Just, just in the, I'm in the mirror and I go, what the fuck did I just do? How, what, what implement did you use to do this? I used like this, this shaver thing. I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh. Oh, oh, you used the, oh, no. You see it? Yep. Yep. So what type of progress of growth do you think we can make on that in the next seven days? Because that's when I have to be on camera. Seven days okay. from right now. In the next seven, that's pretty close. Do you already have fuzz there? Is it all the way down to the skin? No, no, no. There's. It's not super. It's noticeable. But it, there's. Yeah, it's, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on. Uh, um. I'll put it on Instagram so everyone can see it at Mark Zito. Okay. Yeah. But uh, throw, throw it up at TIH Show too, and make sure you follow at TIH Show. I, you, I've been uh, wearing a hat all day. That's why my hair looks so bad in this in this thing. Mainly because you know I shaved off part of my fucking head. <laughs> okay, there's there's there's. Uh, let me look again because you might have you might there might be one thing that saves you when you look at me see, straight just, on. It's okay. Yeah, but you just you just you you've already your your solution is already in your video. Just shave it more? No. What? You're a, you're a in the field correspondent, right? Yeah. You don't need the you don't need the backpack, but but the the Dan Rather headphones. The headset. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, but no one uses those anymore. Who cares? I would look Dude, ridiculous. Like, no, you won't look ridiculous. You'll look like you're working. Like you're 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 being a correspondent. You might even need headphones to hear whoever you're talking to. Maybe. So I think you're gonna get away with it. Lucky that way. Otherwise, I would say find some of the spray on hair and um, use that. That's what just, I'm thinking. Just don't sweat. So yeah, my my idea is uh, I'll basically yeah I look like Rudy Giuliani. I. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it grows back over the next six days and then I can go to a salon or a barber or whatever and be like, hey, can you blend this in with the... I can't believe I fucking did this. The, the barber, the, they and, might be able to blend it in. I think you're going to do a better job um, with, with makeup or headphones. And so we're clear, just so everyone knows... Me doing this 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 stuff as part of this John Mayer show, it's a pretty big deal for your humble radio host here. Yeah. This is a big spot for me, and it's something I've worked on for a while. And I cut a fucking square into my hair. I'd say that's a good three square inches. It's bad. That's like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. Like it's 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 that's a that's a chunk. It's very bad. I, I think you might be able to do it with makeup. Okay. Like I think you're gonna have some grow in, right? Yeah. I think I think that like you'll get a little more hair there. What do I buy? I th- brown makeup? Yeah. Okay. And then okay. and then sort of like work it into that hair, and it it it, it, it like so because what you really need to do, right? Yeah. Is is because you can see the skin. Yep. Yep. So if you can if you can conceal the scalp skin with and if you get just a little more growth, seven days of growth and a little bit of like make like yeah makeup or something in there, I think you'll conceal the the. 
Yeah. Or, uh, or wear headphones. Such concern. I don't think I can wear headphones on camera. I don't think that's the look anyone is going for. I can't believe I did this, Ryan. <laughs> I do have to get hair and makeup, which I guess at this point sounds like just makeup. But I, oh, I, I, yeah. Well, if they're taking care, they'll take care of you. They've, I'm sure they've seen something. Like, if you're getting hair and makeup done, they'll know what to do. I'm also really concerned about sweating while doing this hosting. The kind sweating of a, is, yeah. Well, you know that anytime we do an interview with someone, regardless of who it is, for some reason, I just profusely sweat. Do you? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I get just like nervous doing interviews. I don't right. know why. Don't. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I'll just be like, fuck it. Uh, stop it, body. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you've seen you've seen all the president's men. No. The trick the trick is not minding. So I just I should just shave my hair and all t- I just could go completely crazy looking on this thing and I don't care at all. No, no, no. I'm saying for the sweating, like when you're getting up there and you feel yourself getting nervous, you just have to convince yourself you're not nervous. You have to convince yourself you don't care. It's odd. When I go on stage in front of, you know, like I'm going to have to go on stage at this thing in front of like a couple thousand people. That doesn't bother me at all. Right. But but if if you were like, hey, we have, uh, you know, fucking Brian Flores' attorney on the show, I'd be nervous. <laughs> I don't know why. So I get I get nervous afterwards. Why? Like, did I say something weird? Yep. And I or did I do it right? How was I? Like, I don't I don't and I don't know if that's something I conditioned myself to where I can just block it all out ahead of time because I don't feel anything really. Like, I don't like people um, socializing with me. I'd like to be alone before I do something. Before you do oh, an interview? Yeah. Or I before I do an event where I go in front of a crowd. I get that. Right. Before I do anything, before I go, I'd rather be alone, but I don't get really nervous or anything. I'm just sort of like more reading and preparing. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, God, what what was happened? What I do? Did I do OK? What happened? How about that part? Did you see that? With Like, and I'm a fucking wreck. Interesting. For, for a good, like, three hours after something. Do you know why I'm a wreck often before? I've found that oftentimes I'll be really nervous before I have to do something if there's a scenario where I've cut off my fucking sideburn. I get very stressed about that. I, I you you really I think just because you can ask for headphones. Who's gonna wear head? It's gonna look ridiculous. Anyway, we gotta. I can't wear headphones on TV like it's 1971. I, I got. We gotta get out of here. Any thoughts before we do, Ryan? Uh, have some tacos for me. Okay. All right. I did, send me some hair product. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.